It's time for the Deuce with Jimmy Chavez on 1620 The Zone. All the headlines you need in two minutes or less. It is madness, after all. Creighton women's basketball had a pair of dramatic games at the Big East Tournament over the weekend to kind of uh, get everything, kind of the feels of March. They win Friday night over Seton Hall, rallying from five down with 16 seconds left to force overtime before winning at the buzzer on a Morgan Molly putback. Then on Sunday, they lose a heartbreaker to surprising 10th seed of Villanova, 63-61. to They were that close to a rematch with UConn. Instead, at 22-8, Creighton will wait and see where they'll be headed in the NCAA tournament when the brackets are announced Sunday night. Nebraska baseball falls to Ole Miss 14-5 yesterday at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, but they win 2-3 of three over the weekend. They're now 5-4-1. Their home opener at Hawksfield is tomorrow afternoon. They'll open a two-game series with Northern Colorado. Nebraska wrestling finished third at the Big Ten Championships with 104.5 team points. Silas Allred highlighted the day, winning the 197-pound Big Ten title. That marks the first Big Ten champion for Nebraska since 2015. The Huskers put five wrestlers in the finals this weekend and clinched seven automatic bids to the NCAA championship. College basketball, some automatic bids were punched over the weekend. Talked about Drake beating Bradley in the Valley Tournament earlier. One of the automatic bids was Kennesaw State. A 67-66 victory over Liberty on Sunday earned the Owls, that's what they're called, their first Atlantic Sun Conference Championship, and it'll be their first trip to the NCAA Tournament. That's what it's all about. In women's basketball, Remember we talked about the fight, the SEC tournament last week? Well, this has nothing to do with it, but South Carolina ended up winning that conference tournament. They improved to 32-0. They might be the prohibitive favorite to do it again. In the NBA, there's no definitive timeline for Memphis Grizzlies star Ja Morant to return to the team. Coach Taylor Jenkins said this yesterday. The team had initially said Morant would be away for at least two games as he seeks help, and the NBA conducts an investigation into the Instagram Live video he posted early Saturday morning in which he displayed what appeared to be a gun while at a nightclub. The Grizzles currently in second place in the West with a 38-25 record. That's too bad. One of my favorite young players in the league right now. He wants to be a gangster or a pro. What do you want to do? Yeah. You have yep. a huge – there's a lot of kids that look up to him. There's a lot of people look up to him. There's a city that values him. And he's in a he's in a precarious situation because I hope that enablers that are around him, the adults in the room take over and yeah. say, you could lose it all um, by They're good poor decisions. Team. Well, I don't care about the team. This is about, this is about somebody that – I mean, he's in the spotlight. And sometimes when you get fame and you get fame quick – you it's want to much. be something else, which you can't be, but he's got to decide what he wants to be. And you can't act like a child. And, yeah. and that's disappointing because he has a huge influence. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got to grow up. And I hope there are people there to help him grow up. And I believe there will be. You know, Whoever his team is that's around him, they need to respond quickly because yeah. his support system needs to make sure that it's okay because this isn't, this is like a culmination of things that have been building. Mm-hmm. And, and I think for his, his sake, it's okay to step away from the floor for a while. Just, just step back, take it all in, realize who you are, what you do. There's a lot of good things that he does, um, but this is a bad, bad look for him right now in this country with gun violence. Yeah, it's a pivotal moment I mean, this, for this, Josh's this, career. This guy's a professional NBA basketball player. 
Well, he's one of the stories of last year's playoffs, especially in those early rounds. So, and, and you could, you could, stuff like this can sabotage a career that has a huge upside. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm disappointed. I mean, I, I know, I know young people that look up to him. I, I know for a fact a city that values him. Right. And this is disappointing, and it hurts people. And he needs to decide what he wants to be, and then whatever he decides he wants to be. He has to live with either the benefits or the consequences, yeah. and I think this is the smart thing to do. I don't care about the Grizzlies; they're they're a mess. And they're another part that hurts is that's a young basketball team that I don't think they have a lot of leadership in terms of adults in the room, and they say things and they do things, and he's the headliner of that. And and yet, yeah, they're number two in the West, and they're, they would be a yeah. team that picked to be upset in the first round because of it. But yeah, I was down there in December. They love them there. Nice. They love the Grizzlies. I mean, it's a great basketball city, Memphis is. And so, yeah. It's, uh, no, it's, and it's, it's a pivotal moment for him in his career. And, and I like the fact that he is, you know, it's probably going beyond, well, it is going beyond the two games that was initially talked about. And yeah, he, get, he needs to be away from He does. He needs, he needs to wait until he's ready to come back. Yeah. And then this is where you you truly do have to, and this is where you hope you know his representation would step in, evaluating, as we always hear about you know your your surroundings, your inner circle compared to the, you know your team environment. Yeah, I'd probably keep Dylan Brooks out of that too, but you know your team environment too of what you stand as a professional athlete and as a face of not just that team but of the league too. That can go away so fast if you don't. Then you're a 30 for 30 one day. Right. If you don't – and look at the track that John Moran is as a player and what that goes beyond just on the floor too. Because we, we're, we're always focusing on what type of a player they are, how successful they are, how exciting they are. And that's what's going to get the eyeballs on you. But then how are you representing yourself? And look, I'm not trying to say like every one of these guys, you know, they're choir boys. But look, when you're doing things like flashing a gun around, when yeah, you, you know, the, the, the incidents leading up to that, the alleged incidents leading, leading up to that – there's there's some stuff going on there where yeah it's good to step back reevaluate reevaluate who you're surrounding yourself with see hopefully the positives that can come out well sometimes that. fame comes quickly and you're in the spotlight yeah. yep and, and you, you know, know how to, you, you don't know how to handle it you know you're in the spotlight yeah you just don't know how to handle being in the spotlight so at least there's the organization and I believe him are taking this seriously yeah but there's a stretch of about a month now of things. I mean, remember we had the laser pointer? Yep. Yeah. You had the story in the Washington Post, right. and then you had the, the video. It's, it's, uh, it, it has been building up, so I'm glad he's going to step away. And you know what? If he doesn't come back the rest of the year to make it to make it right, because there can be some good that comes out of this, mm-hmm. then that's good for John Morant. Yeah. And then you work on what's good for John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes. That's second. All right. uh, the Lego Maniac in the Equitable Bank uh, inbox <laughs> says, when it comes to Nebraska basketball next season, people are sleeping on Ramel Lloyd. He's going to be a stud. Redshirt of this year, rare that you would redshirt, but his minutes probably would have been limited. Uh, did anybody else find it ironic what his dad did? What did he do? He tweeted out a video, basically their practice video, that I'm sure Nebraska coaches oh, had cut up yeah. and sent to their son to watch. Mm-hmm. And so dad got a hold of it and tweeted out the other day, work done in the dark will come to light soon. Mm. God's timing. Okay. Now, for Nebraska's sake, they need him to be a facilitator yep. and to be a dude. And in high school, he was a dude. And we'll see his growth in one year. But I thought that was kind of interesting that dad chimed in. Mm-hmm. Season's coming to an end. He's got access to 
Probably <laughs> film that maybe Nebraska coaches, you know, they only share internally. <laughs> just tweets that out. Hey, th- that's a role next year, as you said. When we think about what this team is going to be and the pressure it's going to be on him, that's a, he's, if he's going to be the guy, it's a key role. Uh, here is, on cue, uh, Nebraska Bowl Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, gentlemen. How you doing? How we doing? How you doing? <laughs> I'm better than I thought it was going to be uh, coming off of Sunday. That was a surprise and a happy one. Mm-hmm. Um, you just stole my question because Uh-oh. Um, I know Clemens is coming in. The McGowan's cousin is coming in. I also know that Lloyd redshirted. Mm-hmm. Do we have any clue what this backcourt's going to look like with Jamarcus Lawrence being here? Um, up in the air. To be honest, you probably have to wait and see on what the whole roster is going to look like. Yeah. Now, there's going to be some pieces that return, but they're, they're gonna, they won't flip the roster like they've done the previous years, but they're going to need about four to five additions. There'll be some guys that'll leave that you'll go, oh. I mean, are they, are, is Ramon Lloyd a point guard too? Yep. Okay, so what's is what's Clemens? Uh, he will be a uh, shooting guard. Okay. Okay. So backcourt might be okay. Well, you also have you got to remember you have McPherson who got hurt before the year began as well. Mm-hmm. He suffered the knee injury, so he'll be back. Okay, so we could have, but this this chemistry that Fred's working on has to be developed in has to start in September next year. Well, I know October leading into the year. Well, we I think there's enough of a core guys that have been part of this year where they flipped it that are going to be back, that they've established that. I don't, I don't think Fred will go back to – here. I think Fred has more control of his roster than he's had in the past. He made okay, the mistake of turning over the roster to Matt Abdel-Massey to say, hey, you got the bag, go get some fellas. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. And right. as, much as, as much as the McGowans were key to Nebraska basketball, probably in a way their departure helped Nebraska basketball. You understand what I'm saying? Well, yeah, well, you probably fa- you probably favor you, you probably favored them a little bit more. Probably rubbed some guys the wrong way. This year is more of a team. They've got some they yeah. got some talent, some very talented players, but it's more of a, a team. I, I think this was the year that Fred took control. Now he's got to take control of being able to be consistent November through the end of February. So when you get here, you're you're on the the verge of getting in the NCAA tournament. But they'll have enough of a quarter that'll be back. That they're, I don't think he'll let that slip. He's also got some good guys on his staff. They won't let that locker room take a step back. Is Lincoln going to scare people again to play to play here? You mean play at Pinnacle Bank? Bank? Yeah, PBA. Yes. Uh, I mean, it, is it going to be difficult to come in here and play? It has been. I don't think you're going to lose that. Oh, I, Mike, it's 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 a tough place to play when it's full. I mean, there's a lot of coaches in the Big Ten will say that. Yeah, it's not gonna. I mean, it's it's a tough yeah, place to play when Nebraska's playing. Well. Play on the floor, coach on the floor. Well, I mean, still, I mean, you remember what the score was at halftime? Remember the Purdue game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And would somebody tell me why these Purdue people ended up with these seven foot four engineers that keep showing up every year, every four years? <laughs> it's kind of a Matt Painter thing. Do you know they've had? Yeah. Uh, 
They've had at least a seven-footer on their roster, I think, for nine straight years. Did you see Zach Eady yesterday when they were cutting down the nets? What did he say? What'd he didn't, have, say? To, he didn't, didn't, ha- he didn't have to get on the ladder. He just reached <laughs> up and started cutting down the net. Yep. That's right. Um. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, I'm glad he's gone because it's going to open up for everybody else. Because playing him was tough. Well, yeah, usually I will tell you that playing a guy that's seven foot four is not easy. That was fun, gentlemen. I hope next week will be something too. Did you uh, did you get loose on uh, Twitter towards not any Nebraska or I, any Iowa I people? Generally, when I'm watching a basketball game, I stay off, or football. I stay off at the day of. Yeah. And then I wait till the day after. Oh, your day. Okay. So we'll look for it today. Okay. Doesn't that seem a little odd? I mean, it's kind of over now. Yeah, I know it's over now, but the the, the misery isn't. <laughs> Iowa still sucks. Oh. So you know whatever. How else do you feel about Iowa, Mike? <laughs> Anything else you'd like to get off your chest about Iowa? No. <laughs> they, 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 they will know what their place is very soon, and we will know what our place is in a couple of years. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Sports. All right, did you know that it's been 310 days since uh, Nebraska lost to Iowa in football, men's basketball, volleyball, and baseball? You keep counting, Gary. Yeah, well, I got, I, I got to give credit to Dave Fight. He tweeted out yesterday, and I just added a day. Hey, you know, women's basketball, Nebraska's got to be better. I mean, I got to knock off Caitlin Clark. but Well, honestly, how in the world do you stop a kid that scores 30 a game? Mm. You know, you don't allow the rest of the team to score. Yeah, That's how you do you it. shut them down. You shut the other four down, Mike. You shut them down! Not the easiest thing to do. And Amy, <laughs> Amy's trying, so, you know, I'm not mad at, at her. It's hard to, to win in everything, and that's what we try to do here. Yeah, it's been that way for about two decades around here, Mike. Just follow John Cook's example. He'll show you. All right, well, you know, he's a, he's the best coach on campus. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank players you. get smashed! Yeah. We don't want to. It's a, it's a t- that's a tough challenge there against uh, Iowa. So just to rewind here a little bit on Mike's comments, because Mike has an affinity of people haven't followed for Chase Clemens. Mm-hmm. And I hope Mike is still listening. I do not want well, to his balloon. He hasn't been part of Nebraska's recruiting class for a while. Yeah. So it's okay. They will have to, they'll have to replace the uniqueness that is Derek Walker. Um, and then the other part, you know, Ramel Lloyd, Probably in running the point um, will be able to handle the physicality of a Big Ten offense, and his skill set's a little bit different from Sam. Yeah, but they're gonna miss they're gonna miss a huge chunk of what Sam and Derek Walker do. It has nothing to do with forty minutes of basketball on the scoreboard clock. And can you find that? Because you're going to have to probably find it out of the portal because you're going to have to replace their production. But can you also find, can you vet somebody enough that you have a good enough feel that they can come in? Because Sam Griesel, Derek Walker, had kind of behind the scenes on bad basketball teams had been a steadying force. Right. But there were so many other things that were, you know, he was the steady force while there was lightning and storms going <laughs> on all around him. Right. Is Sam came in and kind of took hold. And I think his passion for Nebraska basketball yeah. started to, to you know, get off onto other players. They're going to need to find that that very unique set 
um, in the offseason. But Nebraska will be there. There, Nebraska will have interest in the portal, and it it may be from guys that used to play in the state of Nebraska. You never know. That's why the offseason, when we flip into April, um, and the portal really gets going, um, I'll be curious to see how active Nebraska is. If Nebraska has guys that go to the portal earlier, or if they kind of play it out to see who's available mm-hmm. and make those decisions on the back end. But they're going to need a couple of dudes. They're going to need character guys, that, are, but also some yeah. dudes that when you need a bucket, you got to go get a bucket. And that's, that's the fine line because, and I think it gets thrown around a lot, is the studying presence. You know, you can kind of use that and just sort of blanket that with every sport. But you can look at examples and you can say, all right, what does this person bring physically? What do they lack physically? And I think Sam Greasel, he gives you that studying presence. Derek Walker gives you that studying presence. You want to be able to obviously find someone that isn't just a good dude. You know, someone that is actually going to contribute, like we've seen Sam and Derek Walker do. And if you can find somebody that has, you know, when the moments get chaotic. You know, there, there, there are times that even Sam Greasel gets sped up. You know, but moments that get chaotic that you have guys that you just kind of look to. And the, the moment doesn't appear to be too big for them, not because they're elite scores or anything, but they just have that sort of overall presence, that calming presence. Not always easy to find, but you got to have more. You got to have more than that from those guys. That's that's the tricky part about it because it's not just get to the NIT next year for Nebraska, as we talked about. Oh, There's no, a it, little bit more on the line than that. If you're not in the NCAA tournament next year, then this time next year, uh, fire up the coaching list. Yep. I mean. It, it, there's no denying. I mean, you can't sit here and say, okay, we're going to run this back. Liked what the last month has been, mm-hmm. six of eight. The record is what it is. Year four felt different than year one, two, and three. But in year five, if you're not in the NCAA tournament, it'd be tough to convince yours truly as a season ticket holder that, you're, that let's do this again yeah. for year number six. And I, and I would think Fred would feel the same way. What we've established this year, if we can get to the postseason and squeeze out or win on Wednesday night, which gets them to 17, that gets them into the NIT, then next year is an NCAA year. With a roster that going in may not be as concrete as it was this year. And here's the thing. Fred prepared this year. He said, I know we got to win. Look at the schedule they put together. I know we got to win. And he can sit there and go, man, if, 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 so, in their mind, they're not that far away. So that's the adding a couple of dudes that get you a plus one or two in the conference. Mm-hmm. So you're on the right side of 500, and then you're in the mix when you get to this point next year when you get ready to go to the Big Ten tournament. There, there's no denying that it's an NCAA or bust season next year. And anybody in the program that says eh, you're doing it wrong, and I don't no. think they are because they understand. I, I would want it that way. I, I would want. By year five, you're not in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. When you have a lot of things at your disposal, if not, man, then when? Man, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? Yeah. It's it it whatever you're doing is not working. All right, Jacob Bigelow, Joel Lorenzi in the last hour of mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 the zone. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.